This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. It's basketball season, and we've got you covered. The Ringer NBA Show breaks down the latest and greatest around the league five days a week. Check out The Ringer NBA Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we kick off the Mac Mania podcast this week, I wanted to talk to you guys for just one second. This past weekend, I was invited to a retirement rap concert in my hometown of Pennsylvania. These two months have been trying to say the least without a job and trying to grow the Mac Mania podcast with my fellas, Flobito.com and Real Jack Farmer. So I really wasn't trying to go out and turn up and party and do things like that. But see, I get the word that this was not just a concert. It was a benefit for a young man named Cam who was diagnosed with cancer at the age of two and all proceeds of that concert would go to treatment and medical costs. I found out that the artist Everett Carney of the group Shangri-La Soldiers was throwing this thing. They're a rap duo in Pennsylvania. Everett and his sister have been at this for 15 years and I was able to attend his last concert that was created for the sole purpose for helping a brave kid and his family pay for cancer treatment. It might be the classiest, most selfless thing I've ever seen. See, now why am I telling you all this? One reason is I feel the world can be, it can be very negative at times and it can overwhelm us. I feel like it was time to take a moment to extend gratitude for the invite. And to see so many people rally together for a cause was, was beautiful. When things are going on in your life and you think you have it bad, like losing a job, and then you find out a two-year-old is fighting for their life, and you find out a people of all different backgrounds can come together and fight with them. So I appreciate being humbled, Everett. I appreciate being given perspective. And uh, get well soon, Cam. Oh, yes, yes, my people. It's another edition of the Mac Mania Podcast. I'm here. It is your boy. It is your faithful and humble host, Evan T. Mac, but I'm not alone. I got Flobo Boyce. What? I got real Jack Farmer. I got hey. the fellas in the building. What's going on? Salutation, gentlemen. What it do? Well, you know, before we went live, we're doing some grown man stuff about comparing our action figure collection. So I want you to know <laughs> I'm about that life. You know, like, so shout out to D-Lo Brown, y'all. Shout out to D-Lo. Grown man stuff. I'm still recovering from the ultimate cheat day, Halloween. I still feel like oh, I used to be able to eat a pound of chocolate yes. the next day feel fine. Now now it's going to be a weak recovery. Yeah, yeah it, was a it was a beautiful day. Me, me and Heidi, for the first time ever, actually passed out. We were able to pass out candy to trick-or-treaters. We were never able to do it in the places we were at. This was the first year we were able to pass out Halloween candy to trick-or-treaters. It was adorable. It was beautiful. It was amazing. There were so many adorable children approaching me saying, trick-or-treat. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was just kids. passing out candy. <laughs> why is why 
is old man Matt crying all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting emotional, so man. It was, it was beautiful, man. Like I said, like, and I, I did this one thing where I got, bought, got this gigantic lollipop. I bought this gigantic lollipop at the store. And I was like, listen, the most adorable child is going to get this giant lollipop. And let's see if it goes over, brother. So it was like towards the end of the night. And this one kid walked up and it was adorable. Like, trick or treat. I gave him this gigantic lollipop. I'm talking about it. It was like a foot long lollipop. And this kid was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's over, brother. <laughs> to the moon. Do you have chocolate? <laughs> I'm like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Give back my lollipop. <laughs> Hope everybody had a wonderful Halloween, man. I was low key. This I was low key um this year, man. Just chilling, moving in man, to a new spot. Um it, listen, man, uh I wanted to get down to, to the nitty-gritty, man. We weren't able to talk about it, guys. Uh Ring of, uh, Ring of Honor closing their doors. For uh, different reasons, um, end end of an era. I just wanted to get your guys' as, as thoughts, uh, memories, anything that came to mind when you heard about this, read about this, about Ring of Honor closing down. Ring of Honor, as as looking back on it, Ring of Honor changed the world of professional wrestling in such a wildly positive way. It was an alternative. It launched careers. It paved the way for both who you see in WWE, whether it be you know. Brian Danielson or Punk or Joe or uh, even last night, Rollins and Owens, who were in the main event picture. But also, like, it paved the way for everything you didn't see on WWE, from being the pinnacle of indie wrestling and being one of the few real alternatives to WWE for a very long time, yeah. uh, to helping create a blueprint of what something non-WWE would even look like post-2000 to literally being the company that owns all in the show that kickstarted AEW. I think without, without Ring of Honor, pro wrestling is not the same today. And because of it, I think pro wrestling is just so much better today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ring of Honor, one of the places where Jim Cornette and Bobby Heenan went against each other for the first time. Um, we, we had Kevin Steen, of course, you know, uh, El Generico, place AJ Styles got kicked off before before TNA. We, there's, there's different things, place where Jushin Thunder Lager um, was, was, was cutting loose. Ring, Ring of Honor was 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 special. Ring of Honor was a movement. Ring, Ring of Honor had so many great things and launched so many great people. And it's one of those things. Everything you said, Jack, is on point. Everything you said was was, was money. You know, it's it's it, it it was it's one of those things where they they had a great run. Um, things happen. Uh, pandemic happens. The way things the way things go doesn't always go according to plan. But I really think it's a beautiful thing that there's there's fond memories as people that the career got launched as people that owe a lot to Ring of Honor. And I and I believe that. Um, listen, I, I believe moving forward, um, mistakes were made. I'm sure, but but hopefully, hopefully it's just a hiatus, and hopefully they can just come back. Yeah, I mean, first of all. Jack, if I ever die, you do my eulogy. That was beautiful, brother. Like that very, was very, that was very very, well po very, very poignant. Yeah, and very, to be honest with well them, Ring of Honor hated fun. <laughs> you would, I'm literally buried. He and doesn't you like puns. Some more. He doesn't like puns. <laughs> wow, I take that back. No, uh, it, it takes a lot to run a company, man. Everyone, we've all worked in, in wrestling in, in some capacity. You know, we all know that there's many different ways how the wheels can fall off. But uh, Ring of Honor has been doing it for so long. I mean, they were like you said, a blueprint. And uh, even though I liked WWE style of story-based storyline-based combat, 
or even WCW back then, there was something uh, magical about this, like the, the organization came first, very Street Fighter about it. You know, the pure rules, yeah. for example, and seeing people like Nigel McGinnis, the guys that wouldn't even give a shot there. And now Nigel gets to pay it forward week in and week out on commentary on 205 Live and NXT UK. So like you said, a launching pad for a lot of a lot of individuals, a lot of superstars there, and it's sad to see it go. But if it is gone, if it's gone forever, yeah. uh, definitely a fantastic note in the evolution of the sport, professional wrestling, for sure. Uh, uh, B. Waters, any uh, any thoughts, any fond memories, anything that comes to mind when you think of Ring of Honor coming to an end or Ring of, Ring of Honor at all, kind sir? So I'm in Baltimore, Maryland, and I remember in 2011 when they made the announcement that Sinclair Broadcast had bought Ring of Honor. And I remember that press conference with Prince Nana, Mia Yim, Shelton wow. Benjamin, and wow. seeing all of them and just getting excited. And I was there for the Kevin... Steen versus Jim Cornette era to see that That's play out crazy. in person. That was when I kind of saw. I didn't know much about Ring of Honor other than like it was a wrestling company, and I saw Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards have their battles. But this is when I saw kind of a change in the guard where they was giving us more entertainment. So that's some, some of the fond memories I have being right there. Um, one of the matches that stick out is Jay Lethal versus Davy Richards. I mean, going wow. thirty minutes and just an incredible match right here at Baltimore. That's um, great thoughts, man. And that, that kind of brings me to the question. We had a question of the day coming from um, Johan Pena. Shout out to Johan Pena. He, and you mentioned Jay Lethal, Brian Waters, and his question was, what promotion would you like to see Jay Lethal in now that Ring of Honor's doors have closed? And I'll start with philobito.com. Man, this was a year ago. I would say I would love to see Jay Lethal in NXT. I feel like that was someone that had the kind of person that is uniquely him, but can navigate a lot more of that that extended time. I think when you give Jay Lethal 20 minutes or 30 minutes, you can paint. He can paint. He's an artist when it comes to that. Um, not to say that 2.0 isn't a good fit for him, but I, I don't think that I would love to be as as uh, enthused to see Jay Lethal there. Um, the, the common answer would be AEW, but I really feel that if he goes to AEW, which is my, my official answer, is that I would love to see him more in that 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 first hour role, that one that's not occupied by Cody Rhodes, the one that makes you come back after the longest break of a dynamite. Hey, Jay Lethal's gonna have a showcase at nine o'clock. Be mm. there. Yeah, man, it's because it's tough because that's where I, where he was is where I want him to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Ring, Ring of Honor. I guess I go a little against the grain and uh, and I say TNA. I think he can get some good traction there, do some do some good work mm -hmm. there. So if I had to answer um, Johan Pena's question, I would say. TNA, Jack Farmer, what say you? I think if you're looking at the most likely best place for him to go, I would say Impact Wrestling. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. I would personally like to see him in AEW. And to Flobo's point, I know that's the easy answer, but but still, I it doesn't mean it's the wrong answer, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think he's just so talented. I think he's so good at what he does. I would like to see him have a time of being really successful on network television. And mm. uh, to Flobo's point as well earlier, I think that that ship has sailed for NXT 2.0 for him. I think that nothing he can help. I just think he's a little bit more experienced than they're looking for now. So um, I don't know if that ship, I don't know. I don't know if that's even a real opportunity for him, but I would love to see him get to hold a championship on network TV with mm. millions of people watching uh before anything else but i think the reality is his his spot would be somewhere like impact yeah yeah why not i think either either way i could say AEW would be dope impact would be dope um, I, I like i like your thought process on nxt though you know what i mean just i just i don't know if it's the it's the it's the vibe anymore the vibe the vibe has changed the the things things have changed there's an obvious rebranding of the show 
hell, they're calling it the NXT 2.0. So, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. But like I said, that's a good question, Johan. Keep them coming. Um, Anybody that wants to hit us up with questions, we, we will answer them and put them on air and shout you out. It's Mac Mania Podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Listen, oh, man. So, shout out to Ring of Honor, man. End of a, end of a beautiful era. End of a beautiful era with a lot of, a lot of great wrestlers. Gave a lot of great platforms to a lot of great superstars. And and I hope I hope things do um Turn around for him to be honest with you. I don't want to say it's, I don't want to say it's over, but hopefully it's not. So I want to. I want to. It sounds like go, they're going to keep go. doing shows. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to keep yeah. doing shows, but it's going to be more like a. Uh, I think like a pro wrestling guerrilla thing where it's okay. One one off shots, not like contracted. We're doing weekly TVs. More just like, hey, it's been three months. We're going to do a big super show. Come check us out. Should be on. Just it still should draw a lot of people. Um, I think that people will long for that kind of content and that kind of uh, performance. So. Like I said, hopefully it sparks something new, man. And and you know who knows? I mean, somebody was de- some some Daddy Warbucks are coming through here and just buy it up and just and relaunch it, man. Shout out to Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> <laughs> just supporting everybody, Daddy Warbucks. I just want to say when they changed his name to Stacks in the movie, I was so upset. Jimmy oh, Fox, it's Warbucks. <laughs> hey, hey, it's Daddy Warbucks. I'm all stacks. Stop. You don't gotta black everything up. <laughs> to be fair, Daddy Warbucks kind of sounds that way anyway. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, listen, I wanted to drop a question of the day we were doing. We were doing a meeting. Wow. We had a we had a meeting. <laughs> Yo, shout out that daddy at war. But no, we had a we had a meeting yesterday. We were talking and we were rambling. We're trying to set up the show and do things like that. And we started getting on like wrestling heartbreaks and what our wrestling heartbreak was. And I was like, oh my goodness, that'd be good for the show. So I so I want to ask you, gentlemen, what was your what was your biggest wrestling heartbreak? Not your first, or maybe was your first, but what was your biggest wrestling heartbreak? And 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 we'll elaborate, we'll try to unpack each heartbreak. This has been a kind of a sad episode, so far. <laughs> I'm gonna pick it up. I'm gonna pick it up, I swear. <laughs> and now dating heartbreaks. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pick it so- up. So we're just going to say what it is, and then we'll all say ours, and then break them down You'll probably just break, just give a little quick little run, you know, quick little quick little thought, quick little anecdote, you know? <laughs> and then I'll talk about happy things. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I'll start. Uh, for me, it was Hogan versus Warrior Halloween Havoc, because I loved Hollywood Hogan. I love the NWO. I was, is, and always will be NWO for life. life. Uh, As a kid, like everybody on planet Earth, I loved the Ultimate Warrior. So when Warrior came to WCW, I remember my eyes were wide. My mouth hung agape. I was so (laughs) fired up for him to be there. Then the build happened. 
then the match happened. And it was the first time for me that I realized that sometimes it's better to leave your heroes in the past. Sometimes mm. it's better mm. to not bring people back. Also, I was a big WCW fan. And for me, that was when it felt a little bit like WCW was never coming back uh, in the ratings. I didn't know they were going out of business at that time, but I felt like, yeah, this this company's not gonna compete anytime soon. Oh, and wow. in one yeah. match, it felt like both my team, Team WCW, and my childhood took a hard L in one match. <laughs> oh man, no wonder this is a sad episode. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> my whole life shifted because of Warrior vs. Now I live in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> this show will pick just up you and Sting hanging out. I just, I, I'm the Phantom of the Opera now with the mask. <laughs> Daddy, Daddy Warbucks. I'm just gonna say his name throughout the show. I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I can't compare with that. Being my childhood was destroyed on TV. I don't yeah, know that's this, yeah, that's gonna be hard to follow. I'm sorry, Flo Bo. That's 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 like that's like following Seinfeld. Like you're like you're like yeah. I, I supposed to open for you, bro. Yeah, exactly. What I feel like going first. I go what? I'll just say let's get up for Seinfeld. Twenty minutes and leave. Yeah. Give it up. Uh, uh, for, for me, it was SummerSlam 99. Uh, Flubble fact, I didn't have cable. So, like, so seeing wrestling secondhand was a big deal. Yep. Um, but being able to watch SummerSlam 9 on the hot box cable at my cousin's house was, like, to me, a game changer. Well, the hot box was the truth. Yo, for real. It changed my whole game. It's the know? hookup. I don't know if y'all know anything about the hot box, but that's what a little, that's a little hood hack, as I call it. I call it a hood hack. <laughs> I would wager most wrestling pay-per-views were watched via hot box. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, man. We were, you know what? It bounced out because I went to Suncoast video and put $40 being Shout out to too. Suncoast. Is there, is, there a, is there a statue limitation on the crime we just said we committed? I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope Lord. Technically, it was at my friend's house. <laughs> it wasn't our crib. I'm saying, put a disclaimer out there. Spotify. Next week, the role of football boys. But now we play by Brian Waters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in jail, baby. Uh, Listen, there's a statue. There's a statue. They don't even have it. Listen, I don't even know what's going on right now. So as an exit, you can jailbreak the fire stick. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> nope, not at all. What's the price? I don't know about that. Uh, SummerSlam 99, you know, uh, it was a big deal. First match of the card, my man D'Lo Brown hey. had a match against Jeff Jarrett uh, for the Intercontinental and the European Championship because you Great know D'Lo Brown's one of the few men to hold both at the same dang time. But I remember being a kid seeing his friend Mark Henry runs the ring and just wail him with that guitar for years. I yes, couldn't stand Mark Henry. It took three six mafia to bring him back for me, man. I'm just telling you. Somebody, somebody going to get the woo. Something from Silsby, Texas. What's a Razorback? Woo. Oh, cold blooded man. What am I? I told you my my fit my favorite. If you want, if we want to talk about, oh God, I love Mark Henry. I'm sorry, brother. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, oh, like, that song's still on my workout playlist. That, listen, that song oh, goes so hard. If you don't want to roundhouse kick somebody when you hear that song, I don't know nothing about you, man. That's like that drowning pool. Let the bodies hit the floor. I just want to. I just want to roundhouse kick somebody when I hear let the bodies hit the floor, man. <laughs> the problem is when I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, someone's gonna get, and it's me who gets it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a win. 
<laughs> yeah, you know I'm, I'm gonna keep it real with y'all, man. My one of my biggest, if not biggest, wrestling heartbreak was when I found out Trish Stratus was married. Yeah, I hit y'all with a left turn. Y'all ain't see that coming, did y'all? When I realized when the velvet curtain was pulled down, and I realized there was a moment where I could not in the listen. Who knows, man? I had crazy dreams, man. I was like, just me and Trish Stratus. You know what I mean? Hanging out, going getting some some sorbet, some ice cream, you know what I mean? Uh, ice cream. <laughs> you are a sweetheart, Evan. Sorbet. Yeah, you see, right. a, that's a hell of a date. You know what I mean? She's that missing is. out. I was devastated when I found out the one number one, the Smith Stratus faction was all, she was betrothed. She was married. She was locked down. What? Flobo! Uh, Trish Stratus was happy, so I was devastated. <laughs> I really wanted her sorbet. Her day of her life, I was like, mm, I I'm imagining uh, Evan right now looking like Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber with his cowboy hat. And he sees uh, that he was sees it. That Harry was me right the, there. <laughs> with the girl, he was like, devastated right? when he real as a as a young man. We realized it was never going to happen, man. But no, <laughs> but for real, but for real, for real, we, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. But I ain't gonna lie to you, man. There was a great buildup between um Hogan and, and um Shawn Michaels SummerSlam. And there was, there, to me, some of his best... Listen, I think it's Shawn Michaels' best work, promo work. I think it was a very personal thing for him when he's doing the late the late night show and he's doing impressions. And he's going on every week, week after week after week, doing some of his best character work he's ever done in his career and literally having me think, oh my gosh, listen, Shawn Michaels is going to beat Hulk Hogan. And I listen, dead wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. He didn't beat him. He didn't beat him at all. And one of the most famous things ever, I, in my personal opinion, maybe he, maybe it didn't happen. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe we all think it, it didn't happen. But I think he was overselling just to make a point that he was not happy about the result. That's what I always think we all think because he's never sold as much as his entire career than he did in that match. So I, I, I always took it as like a shot that he was like, I'm not happy about this, so I'm gonna do some crazy stuff, brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> you mean Hulk Hogan's not a Titan and he's super strong? Yeah. <laughs> he got big boot? I just think yeah. he was overselling. He went crazy. He was flipping outside the ring. He was Wait. rolling all over the place. My biggest wrestling heartbreak was Shawn Michaels losing to Hogan at SummerSlam. If you're saying that Hogan really isn't strong enough to make Shawn Michaels do that, can I update my biggest heartbreak? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in real time. Why to, not? To right, Damn. To right now. I would say you sorbet, Jack. You've deserved it. <laughs> oh, I just broke. I just broke his heart. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was devastating because it was one of those things where like, oh, I said, you know, Shawn Michaels. I was like, I was convincing myself, Shawn Michaels needs this. He needs this to, to sell it cement his legacy. Not really, not really knowing that he was he was fine. You know, what I mean, Shawn Michaels was fine. He's done enough. You know what I mean? He was like Barry Bonds before the alleged steroids. Barry Bonds was already a Hall of Famer. Hey, yo, Barry Bonds, if you're listening to the Mac Mania podcast, you were already in the hall. You didn't even need to do the alleged foolishness. I just want to say, you know what I mean? So like Shawn Michaels was like pre-alleged steroids Barry Bonds and he was already in the hall, but I think he needed that to solidify his legacy and he didn't win. I was I was devastated. I was in a bar. We found this one bar that was showing the pay-per-view. There's a million people in there. It, the air just got sucked out of the room, man. And I was just, ugh. Allegedly. I still feel it. I'm still, alleged. I said alleged. Alleged. <laughs> <laughs> That should be the title of this episode. Is, uh, Sean, Sean Michaels is pre-Barry Bonds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because anybody, say, that really knows, anybody that knows baseball knows Barry Bonds is already in the hall. 
He was yeah. already in. He was that great. He was that great way before the foolishness, alleged foolishness. <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> so listen, man. Trish Stratus, I love you. Um, Shawn Michaels, I love you, man. Just, I just, I want that. If I could turn back the, if I could turn back the, oh man. Shout out to Cher. Shout out to Daddy Warbucks. Shout out to Barry Bonds. B Waters, you got a, you got a, you got a wrestling heartbreak. B Waters. <laughs> man, oh man, my wrestling heartbreak. Oh man, I would have to say. SummerSlam 2013, I was at a restaurant with my friends, and it was before I was about to have this big career move, so it was our last wrestling party, and my guy, Daniel Bryan, was getting set to win the WWE Championship. Now, oh, I, I know what you... Uh-oh. Go ahead, <laughs> and I had go ahead. went the money in the bank the month before when... Uh-oh. Mr. RKO got that briefcase. Diamond. But then on this particular day, when Daniel Bryan beat John Cena clean. Uh-oh. I remember. Clean in one of the greatest wrestling matches in SummerSlam history. It actually is. That man by the name of Triple H just couldn't leave the ring. He couldn't leave the ring. Instead, he stayed there, and Daniel would not leave either. And then the music hit, and Randy Orton came down. And just showed the briefcase that Triple H hit the pedigree. Yes, he I'll... did. <laughs> I was there for that. That was in LA, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It yeah. was Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, it was I Los... You know, that was great. It was great. Yo, there's man. a lot of fun facts. <laughs> there's a lot of fun facts. Listen, that, listen, this is a crazy yeah. fun fact. Flobo was in attendance. I was in attendance with Heidi in attendance for her first wrestling pay-per-view of all time. <laughs> this is B Waters' biggest wrestling heartbreak. And it was Heidi's first pay-per-view, and she got to see all of that. She had to see the Inferno match. She got to see, she was like, yeah. what? She's like, what is happening right now? I said, mm-hmm. I said, you have no idea how crazy. You just need to cash in. You just need to cash in live and it was a crazy catch and she was like this is incredible and, and, and you know what i was mad that the fans were cheering like how dare you cheer what just happened it was i know it's the cash in no it wasn't it was amazing <laughs> be wild no it was not it was daniel great, bryan like was supposed to walk away it, with the title when i see a show live i cheer everything i do too like i'm a, I'm, a ma- I'm a maniac i am too yeah. I, I, I lose my voice every time jack I, I, I you I mess with i'm a kids. maniac even like i'll cheer one guy and then the, someone else will cheat him and i'll cheer the guy cheating him <laughs> i'll cheer everybody everyone's a winner in my book i'm like yeah cheering low blows <laughs> come on, yeah. it, was, come on, it was a pedigree and he, he just walked in he just with a slow cover too i was like <laughs> and then the, and then the way triple h handed him the title and I'm oh. like, come on, y'all, y'all was beefing just a few years ago. Evolution is a mystery. <laughs> when, someone has, when someone has, when someone has the uh, the money in the bank, if someone has the money in the bank and you win the title, you got to act like you got the 24 seven title. You got to roll out of there as fast as you can. You got to run, disappear like every single night. You got to act like you've got the 24 seven oh. title. <laughs> I love it so much, man. I, I do. It was that that is a that was a hard. I'm telling you right now because because that's when he was in his bag, man. He's not in bag. You know, shout out to um. The, the, I always I always feel like I shout out DB or BD. You know, whatever you want to call him. I always think I, I shout out Brian Danson. But um, you know, Moxley put him over in another thing I was reading about how he was saying he's like the greatest wrestler alive. And I it just it's one of those things where it's like it, this is this it's it's, it's it's Brian over here like yes yes. It's, I'm like well we'll we'll unpack that in another Mac Mania show because yeah, yeah. goodness we. <laughs> Got a sweet, all right, yeah, damn. I mean, how often do you find yourself being like, man, 
he had the best he's match cold. on the show. He's cold. Never... But listen, he's something special though, man. All, mm-hmm. jo- all jokes aside, Jack, he is. Like I, I'm, I'm just being facetious right now. But he, he is something about him, man. It's um. Uh, my goodness, I think he put I think he put the small guy thing to bed years ago, years ago. You know, and I, and, and uh, before I before I move on to something I, that's near and dear to my heart, where do you guys? I never asked you guys where do you guys sit on that. I I know there is there is something to be said about the guy that's put together that can beat the brakes off you in the industry. Where do you guys sit on on that size and be, making a difference when it comes to being a legitimate bona fide superstar in professional wrestling? I don't think size matters in it when it comes to being a star, and not in this day and age anymore. Any particular I, reason why? I look at it the same way as I look at, at acting. It's if you are good at it, you can make anything work. And so as a comic fan, I loved Wolverine. And I remember when Hugh Jackman first got the role, I was like, he's too tall. Wolverine's yeah, Hugh Jackman's like, short. I mean, yeah, yeah. Wolverine's yeah. like five, five. Yeah, but Hugh Jackman's incredible. And you watch him for five seconds. You're like, oh, yeah, that's Wolverine. Uh, that's that's how I feel about with wrestlers. If you're if you're small and maybe not built or whatever, you need to find a way to make me believe. And I think if you're good at it, you will. And that's that's why Daniel Bryan may be quote unquote smaller, even though if you walked into him, he's probably built like a house. But he's uh he's considered smaller, but he's so good. It's his job to overcome that, and I think he can do that. And I think now people have the ability to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Jack with this one. Uh, size doesn't matter, but I think having being built like a Drew McIntyre means you could do less work. Not saying Drew McIntyre does not do anything, but if I was 6'5", 6'7", 265, rippling hair and abs, like, it's a statement without saying a word. I think... Rippling. As a guy who's bald, man, anyone's rippling. Everyone's rippling a claw. <laughs> if, if you're someone small, let's look at someone who's a superstar who's small. Like an Adam Cole, for example. Adam Cole is, I think, about my size in real life, but on TV, looks smaller. Smaller than life, yeah. But, but I think... Some promotions won't give him a chance to say "baby." Won't give him the chance to cut the promos because on on the promo work was what really sold him for me in NXT. Because he this first night he was already in a faction. It was like which one is he? But over time you go, oh my god, this guy's a whole different level. So okay. Back to Brian, Daniel Bryan. Not to say that it was Triple H calling him a B plus player that made him, but I think for him to work in that WWE system, he had to have the microphone. He had to 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 maybe over emote sometimes to get himself over with that crowd. And now at AEW, he can just go back to the wrestling because that crowd is used to seeing the athletic contest of things. So I think people will say, oh, WWE likes the big guys, is that they want to be able to put you in a souvenir cup and you get it. So you can see from a distance right. who this person is. And right. that's just been like their 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 strength and their weakness at the same time. Yeah, I love I love everything you guys are saying. I echo I echo your sentiments. You know, people like Fergalicious, he talked about his height. He 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 talks about his height all the time and how he was criticized for his height. Daniel Daniel Bryce and Brian Danielson, um Adam Cole, Bebe, the, these certain superstars that talk about their height and, and their and their and their size. And here goes the thing, this is what something my father would tell me. He's like, You you can't change it. I can't change it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? This ain't, this, ain't, this, this ain't Captain America. I can't take a super serum and get and get bigger. So this is this is the these are the cards I've been dealt. We oh, have any for you, Steven. You six four, yeah, yeah. But I always wasn't six four, man. I had my growth spurt a little later than most people. You see what I'm saying? I was I was short for a brief stint. You know what he I mean? Five four until he's twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Grown boy, I love it. Yeah. No, and no, and in all seriousness, and Flobo saying when you're bigger, you have to work less. And I, and, and I know people will get mad about that, but I that's how I, that's basketball to me. Are you kidding me? Yeah, with all with all due respect, you're seven feet tall. You get to the basket fa- or like, are you kidding me? You know how hard do you know how hard Wardale Curry, Steph Curry works to get to the to the bucket? Do you, are y'all kidding me? And the thing is, he's he's like six three. You know what I mean? But right, right. But, 
But what I'm trying to say in that context, though, you're right. You, as bigger guys have to work less. But and I know I think it all goes back to that whole strongman thing way back in the day. You know, way back in the day at the carnivals, you know what I mean? The traveling carnivals, the strong man was supposed to be the big guy, the strong guy that could toss things, that could throw things. So I think that context when you move it into the ring, like, okay, we still need the big guy, the strong guy, the guy that can move things. So as the eras progressed and people started doing less and less things and, 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 and the smaller guys or whatever, they're watching the product as kids, they can't help that their height didn't, they didn't match their passion for the industry. Yeah. So, you know what I mean, and I and I think these guys have this incredible work ethic because because they're undersized and they come in and they work and they put their and they they do the they I thought you guys like technical wrestling and the mechanics and things like that and these wrestlers adapt that and they 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 acquire those skills so I don't I don't I think it's a disservice to say that they can't make it in the industry because they're too small especially after they applied their entire life to this craft so uh, so I think we're all in agreement B Waters are are you do you make it unanimous or does size matter in professional wrestling um <laughs> so, so I agree with everything. You don't like you Batista, see. so probably not. Uh, right. <laughs> I walk alone. This yeah, if, if Everybody listening to the Mac Mania podcast, B Waters doesn't like Batista. <laughs> Go B Waters. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I definitely, you know, it, it, to me it matters in a certain extent, right? Like yeah. I don't want to see certain moves. I don't want to see you know, Rey Mysterio suplexing the big show. That's why I love when they put it on the video games that that wasn't possible. But what yeah. I do like is when wrestlers use their intelligence. Like, if a smaller guy uses his intelligence to beat a bigger guy, it makes sense, mm. right? You look at uh, legends like Macho Man Randy Savage or Bret the Hitman Hart or even Shawn Michaels. When they wrestle bigger guys, they position their bodies in certain ways or they did certain moves to break down that guy. So it's telling a story. And like Jack said, if you're a good actor and it's the art of storytelling, it makes it work. So does it matter from a visual standpoint? Yes. yes. But that doesn't mean a smaller guy shouldn't be a world champion. And yeah. I, I know they say world heavyweight champion, but it's always beautiful when you can see that smaller guy take down that heavyweight. I mean, David versus Goliath. And let's keep it. Let's keep it real, man. Technically, heavyweight is like two hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah like if, if you if you really want to get down to brass tacks, guys, if you want to talk about weight classes, a heavyweight's like two hundred. You know, two hundred yeah. up. You know what I mean. <laughs> That, that always catches me. I always think cruiserweights are supposed to be small, but 205 is actually a pretty big fella. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the old light heavyweight days of 225 and under? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty big. Because allegedly, that's heavier than I am, and I'm not a small guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I know. I, I love what you say there, right there, Brian. You know what I mean? Like, I, I aesthetically it looks good. Of course, I love when I see Roman Reigns take 16 hours to get to the ring. Of course, man, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing to watch. It's like a watch at a movie. Hours. Yeah, about 16 hours, man. Yeah. I think he's. I think I think I, I'm gonna I'm keep it. I'm gonna keep it real with you, man. Last time Roman Reigns got to the ring, I was able. Listen, I was able to go go down the sheets, man. Get a couple sandwiches. <laughs> I was able to pump gas in the car. I did and like during I was, the Roman Reigns rush where everyone's yeah, going yeah. to get the sandwiches yeah, yeah. They As he, time. yeah. I was able to do 16 sit-ups, man. A couple sets of those. Did a did a, did a couple squat thrusts. Came back, sat in my seat. Roman still wasn't in the ring. So Wait, I said, you, went, so I went back. You so I went back upstairs and I took a shower. And then I came back down, and then the match started. Yeah, yeah. Flobo. Yo, you I squat thrust and get sheets, and they went back to your chair? <laughs> Excuse me, sir, you're making a scene. I just, Roman Reigns is out here tonight. Just... This is improv, man. I went out of order. <laughs> I, I, just, 
I was just improv that whole thing. <laughs> I went out of sequence, man. What's back? What's back? Yo, Shout out the sheets. Oh my god, for real. Shout out the sheets for real, yo. Oh. <laughs>
Put the salad dressing on the side. Come on, uh, you put it yes. on there. That's, that's trash. You know, you know, you told he mixes the spaghetti with the sauce and brings it to you. The sauce Preach. gets all dried out. Preach. You gotta put it on time and mix it when you feel like it. You make oh, it your own. Well. God bless you. You know, eat right away, though. As soon as it comes to the steaming hot, and then afterwards, you guys I'm... sound like children right now. <laughs> what? I'm... Yeah. How long are you waiting, Flo? Are you doing squat thrusts after you? you... Yeah. First of all, <laughs> shot the squat thrust, man. And For second of all, sometimes you go to a restaurant and there's ten orders, and your spaghetti's quick, but someone yes. orders the, the sea bass that takes twenty minutes. So yeah. it's not on a heating spaghetti plate. at a restaurant. It's just listen. Not see this. See this and, and this. and this is my problem. See this is. See this is. Oh boy, I tell you, man. Many podcasts about to get crazier right now. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. B Waters, this is my prophecy. This is what I'm saying. I am telling you, restaurant style spaghetti is unbelievable. I'm they, 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 they actually personally make their own sauce. They personally make their own spaghetti. Like they, like literally, they hand make their pasta. It is amazing. What Jack? I see your this, face. I see this, your brows are this furrowed. Is, it's just so fat. It's interesting. You're saying it's so good when. They make the spaghetti and they make the sauce, but suddenly you get these standards about if they mix it up together. They know it better than you do. What? They this mix is it disgusting. This is terrible. Global understands what I'm saying. I'm telling you, there's so much logic to this, man. Next time you get your little spaghetti, you put it on the plate, you put the sauce on the plate, you just look at it for a second, like, yo, this looks beautiful. You, look, see, looks when, when you, you take a picture, that, you, you upload it to Instagram. <laughs> I'm way get, too over this TikTok four, generation. I'm all likes man. from your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you don't get all the, like, it doesn't touch all the noodles and all the sauce. You know, I want it to be when I'm finished and oh I'm packing God. up, because we all know spaghetti is better the next day. I want it to put oh, that stain oh, on the oh, 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 hell hell no, 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 no. Spaghetti is, Ooh, you messed up. Than, you messed up. Than the next day. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Yo, that's good. Listen, we gonna put the poll up, man. It's spaghetti, it's spaghetti better with the way I say it. I mean, Flobo says, or the way B Waters and Jack and Heidi and all you crazy people out there think. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo, what say you? He wouldn't know. He's the authority. <laughs> oh, he'll he'll be the tiebreaker. He can be the tiebreaker. Yeah, he'll be the tiebreaker. Oh my goodness, man. Shout out to shout out to spaghetti, man, and not mixing it. Listen, man, I seen B Waters, I see B Waters, B Waters put on our, our future idea, Ben. He put us a couple of anniversaries. Um, and it's, and it's the month of November, I believe. He said is we're coming up on like with the 30th to the 30th anniversary of well, the first past WWE. It. It was the end of October, middle end of October. Okay, end of October. So we so this it's right right on there for we're talking about. 30 years since Brett the Hitman Hart's first WWE championship. And that got me to thinking. I got the wheel spinning. I got the wheel spinning. Give me a favorite. What for? I, 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 got, I got nothing, man. Go ahead. Right, we gonna, we going to get to it because your face, man. We going to get down to the brass tacks. I just ordered I wanted... spaghetti. I'm good. <laughs> Yo, I ain't going to lie to man. I ain't going to lie. I would like some spaghetti right now. But we, well, I would like, got me thinking, man. Um, shout, out to, shout out to a 30th anniversary of anything, to be honest with you. But give me a favorite Bret Hart match, uh, Jack Farmer. If you, if you have one off the top of your dome, yeah. if you have one you thought about. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Brett versus Owen from WrestleMania 10. Spice. Bret Hart was one of my favorites of all times, and this match probably should have been my wrestling heartbreak, but uh, I, I didn't, I didn't want to talk about this one twice. But Bret Hart was he's probably my favorite wrestler, and uh, I hated Owen, actually, as well. He's and a great heel, though. I, he, well, exactly. That's kind of the point here. Is, is, is Owen 
was the yeah. little brother, uh, and the little brother never beats the older brother. I was never. this farmer was counting his chickens before they were hatched. I was like, <laughs> this is an easy win for Bret Hart here. And plus, Bret Hart was the bigger star, and this is before I really understood that sometimes the bigger star doesn't necessarily win. And so when Owen won, I was like, something's wrong. Wait, wait, what? No, 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 no. This isn't right. And it took me like a week to wrap my head around the fact that Bret Hart lost this match. I was so devastated. I was so messed up about this. But then I realized that's what makes Bret Hart great is he got me so emotionally yes. involved in this and he got me to buy in so much. And even though it, it wrecked me as a child for 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 a week it just shows just how valuable that heart name really is and how good he is shout out to that match one of the best matches if not his best match of all time i know people point to the iron man match with him and sean uh for me was um bret hart mr perfect SummerSlam 1991 i believe that might be mr perfect's best match of his career i mr perfect at that time was my favorite wrestler of all time for just so many reasons man he was like he had so much swag man he just had so much swag the the mr perfect vignettes the the the, the you know you all oh, gosh that is this the outfit the perfect plex the the blood hair every time he hit the gum and Never missed, by the way. Still don't Never. know how he did that. He was like hundred for hundred percent. I don't know how he was a thousand for a thousand, but he was. <laughs> but he was, and it, it really just embodied to me when it comes to professional wrestling as a young man. One of my earliest memories is that match. So it really started started realizing after years of watching Bret Hart and, and seeing him and going against one of my favorite guys, breaking my heart too, because the Mister Perfect just could never beat Bret. He could, just, he could never beat this dude, man. Yeah. But it was one of those. It was a. It was a beautiful thing to watch, man. Um, Evan uh, believes it's Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect, SummerSlam 1991, his greatest match of all time. But um, that gets me to Flobo Boys. Yo, we. Uh, I, I, that brings I, me to Flobo Boys. Yo, um, I actually like that that match at WrestleMania 10 because Owen won that match. So respect. I don't okay, have a favorite Bret Hart match. I'm sorry, I just don't. Okay, so I don't. Okay, you see, see this is and this is and this what brings me to Flobo. This is why my voice no. is going like this right now. This is why I'm like talking like this because hey, Evan, um, remember us with like spaghetti. Remember, remember, yeah, right. <laughs> Evan. Remember, this is the guy you agree with. Remember. Now listen. Now listen. Now listen. You guys now. agree on all things. Remember. We do. I, I love that we agree on the spaghetti thing because there's only one right answer. To the spaghetti thing. Listen. 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 It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy because this is what I love about people that make convictions. What's going on in this new day and age of young whippersnappers waffling and hanging on the fence, hanging out, perched on the fence. You have to pick a side. You have to pick something you believe in. People don't have convictions anymore. And I think that is what's lacking in the society. Now, flowbeetle.com, yeah. for some reason, Bret Hart perturbs flowbeetle.com. I don't know if he's I don't know if he snubbed them years back at a like a live show, a house show. I don't know if that happened. I don't know if he has legitimate backup. But for anybody listening within earshot of the podcast, Flobo is not very fond of Brett the Hitman Hart. Now, I don't know what it is, but he's here, so I don't even have to speculate. Flobo, yeah. before there's a riot, what the hell say you? Yo, I have never seen an angry look from our producer Brian Waters right now. Uh, I'm a little He's afraid. disgusted. You can send all hate mail real Jack Farmer on social media. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Look, wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. I, I need the clout. 
<laughs> so the wrestling arts and sciences are a lot of things for a lot of people. So if Bret Hart is your favorite wrestler, mm -hmm. then fair game. Because my favorite mm -hmm. wrestler is D'Lo Brown, and I'll defend that guy all day long. But Absolutely. I understand if he's not in your top ten list. But Can I we just, just say we want some hard opinions here. I'm getting there. I'm just, I'm just waffling. I'm not waffling. I'm saying if he's your favorite. But when people tell me, oh, Bret Hart, Lego is my the... ego. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, it's, it's, it's a waffle. It's a waffle. Sorry, sorry. I went to public okay. school. Uh, look. Go, go, go. So did I. Go. <laughs> but, but when someone tells me Bret Hart is the best, when Bret was like, he's, the, he's all time, I go, oh, heck no. He's Damn. not. I'm sorry. You know what it is? He is a nostalgia act for people of a certain age. Because everyone remember when they were a kid <laughs> and they watched Wrestling Challenge and they wanted a pair of pink sunglasses from I a did. guy who was supposed to be a yeah. hitman but wore pink. What kind of hitman wore pink? I want to oh. be an orange-colored ninja. Look, Brian had, Brian had the pop on deck. He had the pop right deck. He walks in the ring, shrugging Brian his shoulders. Brian has a DVD and a pop I, holding right now. I, I just, you know what it is, too? It's just the nostalgia act of it all. It's everyone's first heartbreak. A lot of people's first heartbreak seen behind the curtain was, was Survivor Series 97. When yep, they yep, saw yep, yep, yep. what wrestling was backstage, that was their Chris Kringle isn't real, and they cape for this guy. And you know what? The WWE gave Brett an uncomfortably long match at WrestleMania 26. I had to watch this dude Ooh. beat McMahon with a chair for minutes to give you people fan service. And it's still, you know, Bret Hart didn't get a fair shake. You know how it is. I just can't stand it. So yes, I know, <laughs> come at me though. You can have opinions up and down, but when it comes yep. down to it, Bret Hart is good, he's great, but he's not nearly as great as people say he is. Again, a real Jack Farm for you. Yo, all, it's all yo. this. He is <laughs> Mr. SummerSlam. Who oh, Brock came at it? No, no. no. Oh, Take my, yo, Brock. My, is, Brock is Mr. SummerSlam. No, no. Let's no, let's no. Let's keep it a hundred. Brock Lesnar is Mr. Uh, SummerSlam. In order to be let's a go. Mr. Uh, let's Mr. go. Somebody, you got to be within the first few years, like the first decade of his existence. Oh, that's I not fair. I wouldn't that's, even I call. I think it's a good call. I wouldn't oh, even hell call. No. Wait, so, who's, so who's Tom Brady then? What's Tom Brady? That's the God United. The H in Brian H. Waters stands for correct. Yes, you know, because when you think about what Bret Hart did. So it's your fault you were born later. <laughs> his, yeah. ma his match, like uh, Evan said, with Mr. Perfect. My oh. favorite Bret Hart match of all time with Davey Boy Smith. Shout okay. out. With The Undertaker. Match. It was great. You, you know, all the... <laughs> I All these the matches. matches, the tag team championship match with him and his brother-in-law. Come on Ooh. now, he they're great is matches. Mr. I'm not, he's, not, not great our foundation, matches. baby. He's, he's Mr. SummerSlam. He can tell no, a not. story in the ring. He he's will not. make you believe that he's going into the fight of his life. You look oh, at his come. match promo <laughs> with Diesel Yo, and Survivor Series. Like Stevie Wonder, right there. Oh, like Stevie Wonder. That's Shannon Sharp. Stevie Wonder. No. Here's a guy who was average on the, facts. He and, was and, average on the microphone. His conditioning was even top for someone as good as he says he was, Brian. Don't tell me that. And everyone in his fans go, him and the mic isn't that great. But he said he was the best there is, the best there was, and best there ever will be. Talk to me about that player. Come he on. said he's conditioning. You know what the problem is with Flobo's <laughs> argument right now? The thing that really is sticking to me right now, the thing that I don't really like about him is he's not being honest with us. Listen to the people yes, he, he said he hates. No, no, no. The people he says he hates. He hates Bret Hart. He hates Edge. Why don't you admit you don't like Canadians? Kristen Florida? Cage. Oh. Kristen Cage is one of the best to ever do it. And that's he's another hill I'll fall on. Another week. He's, he's the exception he's to the rule. He's the exception to the rule. Is great. Trish Stratus, Lance he loves Storm. Trish. Come on, man. It's only make it a Canadian thing. I love Canada. It's right. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Jim uh, Ryan. Listen, <laughs> listen in backpedal. Flip no, back I'm not backpedaling. I didn't change my opinion. 
This is very, this is a very heated debate, bro. But that's what I think. I can't call it Mr. Summerslam because it's in the first thing. That's not that's not your fault that you weren't born. I, I'm not time. giving it to Brock. I, I'm just not. Oh no, you was Brock hater. You was Brock hater. I respect Brock. I respect him. But he's I'm a Brockley, so I'm not oh, gonna get that. So out. I can't respect Bret Hart and say that he's overrated. But oh, over Brock Lesnar's okay. Come on, Natty. Bro. I, Natty, I, I love you. Please come on the show. <laughs> we love you, Natty. Please, I love you on the show. Thank you so much. You're the boat. You're the best. No, of listen. All time. And, no, in all seriousness, no, in all seriousness, I like. But I like having convictions, man. And anybody, and but, but say before you guys jump on flowbeato.com, like anybody that's listening to this, man, just just real, realize that realize that we. I told you that not everyone likes everything. That's my always thing. Like everyone goes, oh, you don't like that. I go, you don't like every single thing in the world. Flobo decides this is his. This is the this is the the, the the stance he wants to die on because I like people that have convictions. I like people that actually stand on an area on an island and actually goes, yeah, I'm here, bro. I'm here, and I just backed up. Why? I'm not just saying stuff. I'm telling you why. We, it's our job, Flo. It's, it's our job. Jag's job. Brian's job. Everyone else's job to to say where the where we feel he's wrong, but he ain't wrong for saying it. I think we get caught up in people that say things that we. Don't don't like and that makes them wrong completely. No, I just think you think we think he's wrong for saying it. And I and I but he makes good points though, man. He makes good points. And um shout out to uh shout out to uh Brett the Hitman Hart. You know <laughs> yeah, even even that even though he is wrong in this case, it's cool <laughs> the super kick. Uh, let's <laughs> say one thing, one thing. We'll be good out of here. We for weeks did our Mount Rushmore's of wrestling. Yes. Did anyone in our there was love for Andre the Giant on Twitter? Hey, no one was like, "What about Bret Hart?" No I was I, I, I put Bret. I put Bret on. I put Bret on. I think I put Bret on. I wasn't here yet. It don't care. But I will. Take, <laughs> but I was, no but I will, Brian was not here. But but I do. But I will say that you're right. There wasn't. There wasn't like. But like this. But I did do mine last. And when you guys both did yours, I will say this. In Flobo's defense, no one did come on there and say, "Where's Brett?" On your two lists, I will say that. I think I got some. Maybe I'm mistaken. Of course you did, Jack. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> listen. Oh my goodness. Where is uh, maybe the poll this week is 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 Bret Hart top five ever? Is Bret Hart top five? Maybe give some context. We'll figure out some kind of poll. Brian's working on this stuff. He he'll he'll come up with a poll that's better than my poll. But that's I like people at flowbeetle.com. I stand by you, man. I stand, I stand by Flowbo's choices. I like that. Brian, put up a poll. Is is Bret Hart top 10,000? And we'll see how many yeses. <laughs> And After if Brock Lesnar, and if we don't get, if we don't if it's if if the poll says no, then I'll admit I'm wrong. Oh my goodness, man. But speaking of how high people's stocks are and people are rising and falling and how things are going in that regard, I think I'm gonna take it all to the farmers market, Jack Farmer. Join me as we take a stroll to the farmer's market where we treat wrestlers like stocks, meaning is it time to buy? Are they about to go up this week? If you follow the farmer's market investment advice, you already have a lot of shares of Carmelo Hayes and you're already seeing returns there. Keep holding, by the way, for a while. But now it's time to invest in his partner, Trick 
Williams. When he first showed up on the scene, I wasn't sure what to make of him. But after his performance at Halloween Havoc, I have realized he is entertaining, he's funny, and most importantly, he's able to carve out a lane for himself that makes him valuable on TV regardless of if he's winning or losing. And when I look at guys like Matt Riddle and Austin Theory, I see guys who could show that they could get laughs and be goofballs before getting big opportunities. I think Trick's goofball stage is here, and that means he could either grow out of it and become a star, or he could just stay funny forever and be an R-Truth type guy that's always on TV. Either way, he's getting TV time, uh, and even though he's still unproven now, I think he's going to be around for a long time. Uh, you know what, man? This might be Evan's first sell, man. Let me be honest, man. Let me just get down real low. Let me end the show on a low note. Damn, we started no. on a low note. <laughs> I'm bookending. I'm bookending. <laughs> no, you know what? No, I gotta, I gotta say all this with Jack. Um, and everything you said makes sense. Everything you said highlight. You're very eloquent in your speaking. Uh, but nah, I can't, I can't buy anybody named Trick. <laughs> Have you yeah, heard? If you got it, baby. Car Carmel Hayes doesn't miss, and Trick doesn't butt kiss. How can you not? How can you not buy I, that? I that is, it's, it's very catchy. Has a nice ring to it. But I can't put over every brother. I just can't. I'm getting accused of being too brother centric. So you know what? Not selling. So I okay. I'll say this: Trick Williams, it's Williams, right? He did a fantastic job at Halloween Havoc. I thought this year's haunted house was was going to be a little tired, but his comedy saved that segment for me. I agree. But how can I buy stock in somebody who hasn't won a match? I can't do that. That doesn't no. make any sense. So I got to sell here that, too. That, on technicalities. On technicalities. I got to sell. This is good stuff. This is a good. This is why the farmer's market is important. This is why we need. This is why the world needs the farmer's market. Because you get to buy or sell. And listen, Trick. I love you, brother. You a brother. You my brother. But I can still sell. Can I buy later? How's, how's the farmer's market working out? Can I get on the stock after it rises? I know I, mean, I won't get a big can. enough return, but you I'm can. a jock. I reserve my right to hop on and buy later. <laughs> You can, yeah. I, do, that's I, exactly I have like, how I have like 0.5 share in Tesla. To, to my to my point of uh, to that's point, a lot of money. Point man. five. That means you've got like ten thousand. Yeah, it's a lot no, of money. No, no, no. Like the share. Like you could buy a <laughs> stock for like yeah. You could buy a one share for like like fifty dollars. Yeah, isn't, isn't it like, like a part of a share? You know, like a, you know, expensive? you can do part of a part of a share. Oh, part of you a know? share. Got you, got you, got yeah, you. I, 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 like I got like a part of a part of a part of a share. You get a slice. So I I don't mind being that late on on trick. But but that that is kind of the point too because. To Flobo's point, he hasn't won a match yet. He's not doing a lot of things. Now, if he had been on TV for three years and had been on doing a bunch of stuff, then he wouldn't. I wouldn't be saying bye. But right now, because he hasn't won a match yet, because he's still finding his spot, I think the the value would be a very high value. I mean, oh. meaning that like the the value it's the price would be low. Meaning he doesn't really need to do much. If he stays Ooh. on TV, you're getting a return, and I think he's going to stay on TV. Brian Waters, what say you? Uh, can I go to my financial advisor? Uh, I'm not ready to make a buy yet. Um, you buy what? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not ready to make a buy, but I'm not ready to sell. So I'm going to just wait, you know? I'm just wait. Okay, okay. Yes, okay. Reserve the right to wait. You could wait on the stock. I'm going to sit there when he becomes NXT champion. Like, damn, it's like Amazon all over again. I, just got I know, I'm going to be listening. Like, we're going like, to revisit it. I'm going to be pissed. Damn. I'm going to be like, damn it. I should have bought this. You're going to see him standing over Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Less than a year. I should have bought this. They're grooming him to beat the tribal chief. He's, sta oh. he's stacking Brock and Roman like da Daniel Bryan and Edge. <laughs> like, oh. Trick, 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 trick. If you want to know how a company feels about you, man, that's WrestleMania last year. I'll let you know how they feel about Roman Reigns. Good Lord. Yeah. Stacked them. Goodness, yeah. goodness gracious. Uh, but before we end this bad boy, man, we couldn't. We got to end it on Flo Beatles. Boo, bang, fuck the way. Flow beaters, boo thing of the week. Yeah, boo thing of the week. Our spotlight on the female talent in professional wrestling, and yes, we sir. have our first ever tie, tie boo things of the week. What? Yeah, the whole world did not like when she went down there to Orlando, but Mandy Rose is now your NXT champion, Indeed. taking out La Chingona, Raquel Alena. Gonzalez. In emphatic fashion, I mean, there's a whole game has shifted after Halloween Havoc. The women's division is in a whole new era. Got to give up to Manny Rose, but also Friday Night SmackDown. The tank came out, taking care of business. Shotzi, no black art, just Shotzi came out and went toe to toe with the Queen Charlotte Flair and mm -hmm. beat the brakes off Sasha Banks in the same night. Come on, Shotzi, black art, or sorry, Shotzi and Mandy Rose, you are the co boo things of the week. Um, yeah, uh, her biggest match of her career, whether she knew it or not, was against Charlotte Flair. Uh, Manny Rose with the rebrand. A lot of people didn't like the hair change. She she went there with a the purpose. She is your NXT Women's Champion. This is a very appropriate co-boothang of the week. And I salute you for it, Flobito.com. It's like I salute your spaghetti choices. I, too, as well, sir. I acknowledge <laughs> <laughs> you. I don't like that there's two. Oh! I, 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 think, you gotta, I think you gotta choose. <laughs> Oh my God. I if you had to choose one, which one? Who's... Wow. He's wow. a man of conviction. He's a man of certainty. His jaw is chiseled. He is real Jack Farr. Jack Farr was a man of conviction? The guy who like, he, just, he just put your feet to the fire. Right. Well, no, there, there is no feet to the fire because it's Shotzi. When you talk about return, you're talking about expectations. Going to oh. NXT and not being on top, it's kind of like championship or bust, but you're on Friday Night SmackDown. It's Halloween True. weekend. To go out there gets one of the best to ever do it. It has to be yeah. Shotzi. It should be up Sasha Banks. Pretty handy. So you, so you just kick, so no, kick Mandy Rose by the way. I didn't want to, but Jack made me do it. Thanks, Jack Farmer. <laughs> the goal you have just disrespect Mandy Rose. No, Mandy, no, please. <laughs> Mandy, Natty, please come on our show. For real, <laughs> yo, that'll do it for us, man. I really appreciate y'all for joining us, taking the time out of your day, man, and listening to our, our voices, man, this early in the morning. B. Waters, I appreciate you popping in, kind sir. Thanks for having me. I always appreciate it. Man, Flobo boys, it is an honor, my friend. It's an honor, but I think Brian's gonna keep my car off his bed heart talk. But yo, <laughs> thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, uh, You're a good dude, even though you have some shady opinions. <laughs> I walk alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of all these people talking out the rails. The best thing about Batista's is music. I've been saying it for years. I was saying, Flobo being, Batista against, Flobo being Batista against Brian Waters is a, oh, a, a, a layered shot, by the that way. That is layered. Yeah, the people, that, people have no idea. That's a deep cut. Real, real Jack Farmer, man. It is an honor, kind sir. I appreciate your terrible choice in spaghetti. You're welcome for being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we out, yo, we out. <laughs>